Good morning. <clears throat> Welcome to episode 12 of our series on the School of Jesus Crucified. Today, well, episode 12 of this overall series is day nine of our meditations. The first three episodes were um, more or less an introduction. The, uh, the third episode is a practical method of meditation. So there are some prayers in there if you want to go back and listen to that and and pray those prayers before before going forward with this meditation. But please like uh, like the episode, subscribe to us. Um, we are on YouTube, of course, but also uh, Spiritus TV, which is like a Catholic YouTube. So if you're unfamiliar with that, make sure you go check out Spiritus TV. It allows you to watch a ton of Catholic content for free. Um, There are no ads currently. There will be eventually, but the ads will be either by Catholic companies specifically or at least by companies that, you know, that aren't woke, don't support um, immoral things. Sorry about that. That's my alarm. But um, make sure to check us out on Spiritus TV. We also are on Rumble, and then also put all of these as audio podcasts and all the major podcasts at. So subscribe to us everywhere you can, like the video, and share it with anyone you think you know would find this fruitful. But um, we are doing this live. Well, I record and then stream, but um, we're doing this in the middle of Lent in 2023. But these are fruitful all the time. They are not just um, Lent meditations. Uh, matter of fact, the author specifically states at multiple, almost every day that meditating on the passion should be done each and every day, at least for some little bit. So anyways, like I have done on all the other episodes, I'm going to throw an image up on screen while I read. So there will, will not be anything to look at. You can turn the video off or set it down and just listen and and meditate on the aspect of the passion we're talking about. And today, day nine, is Jesus before Caiaphas. Meditation. Annas, being unable to discover any grounds for condemning Jesus Christ, and yet being desirous that he should be condemned, sends him to the high priest Caiaphas and leaves the decision of the case to him. Contemplate Jesus thus taken before a second tribunal. Number one, our blessed Lord, bound like a thief, is conducted through the public streets of Jerusalem, accompanied by a large body of soldiers who indulge their rage and hatred by ill-treating him in every possible way. And surrounded by a multitude of people who overwhelm him with insults and maledictions, and rejoice over his misfortunes. Jesus advances, his feet bare, and his strength utterly exhausted by all his mental and bodily sufferings, offering up the ignominy and tortures he is now enduring to his eternal Father for the salvation of my soul. The soldiers render his position still more painful by inviting people to approach and see their renowned prisoner while Jesus proceeds on his way in the midst of them with a humble demeanor and with downcast eyes, 
to teach us what value we should set on the esteem and honor of the world in the applause of men. But a few days previously, Jesus had passed through these same streets, applauded and honored by the crowd as the Messiah. And now, abandoned even by his disciples, he is followed only by perfidious enemies who seek his death and unite in deriding and insulting him as a malefactor and the last of men. Such is the duration of the honors and praises of the world. Learn hence to seek the good pleasure of God alone, to labor for the acquisition of a right to the immortal honors of paradise, and to practice patience under under humiliation from the example of Jesus. Number two. The doctors and ancients of the synagogue are all assembled in the house of Caiaphas, awaiting the arrival of Christ. And as soon as they perceive him approaching, they begin to consult together concerning the best way of condemning him. They are thirsting for his blood. They are eager for his death. But it is not sufficient for their purpose that he should die. He must also die as a criminal, and with the disgrace of having merited death. Witnesses are summoned from all parts, and liberty is given to every one to accuse the innocent Savior of the world. The hall of the great council is filled with people, and in front of all stands Jesus, as a criminal, with his hands bound, and in an attitude of profound humility and meekness. Everyone invents at will accusations, brings forward all that rage and jealousy can dictate to stain the fair fame of our sweet Jesus and utter the most atrocious calumnies against him, who is innocence itself. Jesus listens in silence, and his heart is oppressed with sorrow that such horrible lies should be uttered. Nevertheless, his patience never wavers, and he prays for his calumniators with the tenderest charity. Jesus holds his peace, not because he is unable to justify himself, but to teach you by his mysterious silence that whenever your own innocence alone is concerned, there's no better weapon than humble silence for the refutation of calumny. Number three, Caiaphas. Seeing that none of the witnesses can bring forward sufficient proof of any of their accusations for Jesus to be condemned, and that he notwithstanding every provocation, still remains silent, gives the rein to his fierce passions, and adjures our Savior in the name of God to tell him whether he is the Son of the Most High. Jesus is perfectly conscious that the Jews will make any acknowledgement of his divinity serve as a specious pretext for condemning him to death. And yet so great is his love of truth and respect for the adorable name of God, that he replies with angelic modesty of demeanor, I am. No sooner has the wicked high priest heard the humble answer of Jesus Christ, than he rends his sacerdotal garment, as if through horror of an execrable blasphemy, hypocritically exaggerates the enormity of the supposed crime, and draws from thence the conclusion that Jesus must be condemned to death as a blasphemer. The whole council concur in this sentence, 
and tumultuously raising their voices, exclaim, He is worthy of death. Compassionate our suffering Redeemer in this painful situation. He is forced to speak when he prefers silence. And when at length he utters a word, that word is construed into a crime deserving of death. The detractions of calumnies of the wicked have always threatened the lives of the just. But the just have always found in the example of their Savior ample consolation from all outrages. Jesus is treated as a blasphemer, and he bears the ineffable wrong done him with the most patient meekness. If you keep his example before your eyes, you will no longer have any difficulty in supporting the most disgraceful calumnies. The Fruit It is not sufficient to submit to humili- <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. It is not sufficient to submit to humiliations and calumnies. You must, moreover, submit to them with the intention of imitating Jesus and for the love of him. Make a firm resolution that you will remember the humble and patient demeanor of Jesus Christ amidst the outrages and false accusations of his enemies in order to encourage yourself to follow his example. Carefully repress your natural inclination to speak in your own defense and offer up your silence to Jesus. Example Meditation on the sufferings of Jesus teaches us patience under the most painful trials. Blessed Osana of Kitaro, being one day oppressed with a burning fever, besought the Almighty to grant her some relief. When Jesus Christ appeared to her, covered with wounds and streaming with blood, and said, Daughter, why dost thou grieve so much over thy sufferings, and not rather over the bitter tortures which I have endured for love of thee? So deep was the impression made upon the mind and heart of the servant of God by the words and appearance of Jesus, that henceforward, far from complaining, she would exclaim, Oh, what agony has Jesus endured in his passion! How can we have the heart to complain? Accustom yourself to compare your sufferings with those of Jesus, and you will soon cease to be impatient. That's it for the meditation today. Tomorrow will be uh, day 10. Jesus Christ is denied by St. Peter. But thank you for joining me today uh, with our meditation. I hope everyone is finding these um, fruitful in some way. Uh, Especially if you are listening during Lent. um, You know, when it it talks about (laughs) the sufferings of Christ compared to our own, um, especially... You know, any sufferings we might be enduring as part of our, our Lenten penances. It's I always find meditating on uh, on the passion and, and the sufferings of Christ to be helpful and in, in overcoming, you know, any small sufferings of my own. So once again, thank you for watching or listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, like and subscribe and share this with, with anyone you can. And uh, I hope you all have a great day. And uh, God bless.